Welcome back to X Minutes. My name is Brian. I'm Wolf. And this is the podcast that takes the longest running single continuity superhero franchise around without a reboot or a remake. I don't I give up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to X Minutes. My name is Brian. I'm Wolf. And this is the podcast that takes the longest running superhero franchise without a reboot to date and breaks down one extraordinary minute at a time. This is minute 59 of X-Men 1. And Wolf, what happened? It starts off with all the guns drop, the bullet drops, that police officer who was almost shot in the head. He's like touching his forehead in disbelief. He's like, did that actually just happen? Yes, sir, it did. <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to a one to two second clip of Charles's eyes. He looks very worried. Then we cut to Logan in his room. He is splashing water on his face. Charles is behind him. And Logan is very upset because he even says, you said he wanted me. Meaning Charles made him believe that Magneto was after Logan instead of Rogue. And uh, Charles says, I made a mistake. Which he did. I mean, there was no real way for him to uh, know exactly what Magneto's plan was. Yeah. Um, but then Charles explains that Magneto's helmet uh, was somehow designed to block his telepathy, which is interesting. Which, like, 40 years too late to figure that out, dude. I thought you already <laughs> right. knew that because of the beach at the Cuban Missile Crisis. Exactly. <laughs> goes on to say he couldn't see what he was after until it was too late, which is true. So then Logan grabs his cool leather jacket, he storms out, and I believe it is, was it Storm that says, where are you going? Oh yeah, it was, where are you going? Logan says, to find Rogue. Xavier says, how? And then Logan being Logan, he says, the traditional way, look, which is... <laughs> You know, in a world where everything is powers and technology, Logan always goes back to the old-fashioned way of doing things. We saw that in The Wolverine, when he's living off the land. Yeah. Um, he's not really bougie in any way. He's he's uh, he's still, I mean, he considers himself, quote-unquote, a human still. After Logan is about to leave the mansion, he's followed by Storm. He says, who's going to help me? You? So far, all you've done is a bang-up job. So he's saying pretty much Storm has been useless throughout this entire process of saving Rogue. One yeah. thing before I continue, well, she says, then help us, fight with us. But one thing that I really find annoying is Halle Berry's accent in this film how it disappears in later movies, sort of like Wanda Maximoff's accent disappears. But I just think her accent isn't like a real accent. I mean, it, it is a, a fictional character from a fictional... Is she from a, is she from Egypt or is she from a fictional African country? I don't know. I know at least that with Wanda Maximoff's disappearing accent, they played that into her going into hiding. Mm. So it would be better if she learned to change her accent so she wouldn't be so noticeable. So mm. that at least makes sense in the story. But yeah, the disappearing accent for Storm doesn't really make sense. Yeah, and like, and the accent she's doing now, like, I don't know if that was based on anything. I don't know exactly what region, the continent that would be, but I think she should have gone with South African accent. Not like a white South African accent, but like, um... Not Elon Musk? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even consider Elon Musk's accent a South African accent anymore, but, uh, yeah, I think she should have gone with like, um, like, um, maybe a Trevor Noah. He's, he's got like sort of the quintessential accent, but he's, but he's, he's, he's got like more of a, um, like a, like a Nossa 
dialect. I, I might be pronouncing that wrong. I have no um, idea what you're talking about. So like, like, I, yeah. as in, as in like, I understand what you're talking about. I just say, I'm saying I don't have any knowledge of that. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be really excited to listen to Trevor Noah again, who by the way is a God. Like he's phenomenal. If anyone's going to take over the show from Stephen Colbert doing a bit and being, wait, no, he didn't take over for Stephen Colbert. Did he? He took he's, over for John Stewart for John Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful choice. Perfection. Yeah. Like, um, if you get a chance to read his book, Born a Crime, it is amazing. Oh, God, um, I might have to go back on Audible now. Dude, it's crazy. It's like, um, not to get too off topic, but it's like... We spent like five, ten minutes talking about all the ways that Logan and Mystique would have sex. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but the book is phenomenal. Um because it talks about him growing up in uh, apartheid South Africa. And uh, just while reading the book, I was comparing you know, his experiences with apartheid with what my oldest uncle and grandparents went through with Jim Crow South or whatever. But um, it's com- completely different racism in, the, in those two, in uh, America and South Africa. But the book was phenomenal. He like breaks it down and talks about how like strategic strategic it is but anyway yeah her accent sucks but i love halle berry and she did the best she could with, with what, what she, she had given. yeah so uh let's see here oh, yeah logan says who the hell do you think you are you're a mutant the whole world out there is full of people that hate and fear you and he says and you're wasting your time trying to protect them you got better things to do and then he says you know magneto's right there's a War There's coming. a war that's coming, good. yeah. That's yeah. where it cuts off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like Storm's line in the next minute. We'll we'll uh, talk about that. But I understand what he's saying. It's like back in the day, the scale of this film wasn't nearly as big as the MCU's Civil War, but it forced us to choose a side, sort of. Not yeah. even necessarily Magneto versus Xavier, or the Brotherhood versus the X-Men. It's, you know, what sacrifices have to be made for everyone to be happy. And it's like, sometimes violence isn't the answer. Sometimes violence is the answer. And in this case, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think violence would be the answer in this uh, case? Or do you think it would cause a full-on war? Violence in order to stop Magneto? Violence to stop mutants from being, like, harvested like cattle. Sort of like concentration camp style. Or rather, where where do you mean the violence is directed at? Because the resolution to this movie is violence. They it need is violence. to use violence I mean, to I mean, stop him, but... I was talking about, like, like murder. Like, with the cops. Like, if uh, Charles would have sacrificed all those police officers just to save Rogue. In doing that, he would have saved... Well, I mean, they ended up saving the day anyway. But in doing that, he could have possibly saved more lives. But that still would be morally wrong. Because those police officers are innocent. They're just doing their job, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I saw a tweet or meme or something recently that said, Judging protesters by the few most violent 
but not judging police by their most violent is mm. the language of the oppressor. You know, when it's when it's looking at the protesters for Black Lives Matter, everyone's like, oh, you're just going to fucking loot and shit. But then when it's looking at police, it's like, not all police. Right. There's a few yeah. bad apples. No one, yeah. you know, so I don't like, know. Um, Chris Rock said something really, really funny in his, uh, I think it was his most recent special, uh, Tambourine. He said, um, they call those cops bad apples. He says, I've had a bad apple before. It was tart, but it didn't choke me out, you know? <laughs> like, they, they sort of, you know, church up the name instead of murderer. It's just, just a couple bad apples, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in Dark Phoenix, 